Welcome to Other Than Sports. Each episode features a unique guest who shares lessons learned through sport, their career path, where they are now, and what they're excited about for the future. You'll hear perspectives and examples that inspire and show that regardless of where you are on your own journey, you're not alone. Are you ready? Let's dive in. All right. Well, welcome to another episode of Other Than Sports. Tonight, we are joined by Catherine Shee. She was a classmate of David and I's, uh, also was in, If for folks out there that don't know the system at Yale, uh, a residential college member with myself uh, at Saybrook College. Chris was also in Saybrook, but graduated a few years before us. But Catherine went into architecture, so um, excited to explore more of the creative field tonight. Um, something that I think on the surface, not a lot of athletes necessarily would believe or think that that's not a career path for them. So really excited to have her on and for her to share experience. So thanks, Catherine, for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Well, I think um, just through the introduction, I, I would just say the you know the first question, and I'm sure this is more broad theme for tonight, and we can branch off from here. But what made you want to go into architecture? Um, just uh, understanding, I mean, David and I, we took the intro to architecture class in undergrad, and um, I'll put it mildly i was not very good at it <laughs> um, and i gained a whole new appreciation for that career path and and what that takes so yeah just kind of curious uh broadly i feel like that might have been partly my fault i probably was telling telling you guys or someone like oh this class <laughs> is great you should take it <laughs> so apologies for that <laughs> I, I i passed i i passed i took it past fail so i passed that's good, all that matters good. yeah <laughs> I, i'm not gonna comment on the quality of Joe's work because this is a this is a safe space here but it was uh it was interesting to say the least yeah it was interesting <laughs> Joe Joe's an effort guy that's for sure <laughs> but uh no yeah it was um I mean going going into college I did not know that I wanted to do architecture I kind of had a little bit of an idea um I knew you know I I liked math I was good at math I was also like a a crafty person. I wasn't like the most artistic person, but I kind of loved like both of those two things. So, um, I mean, in high school, I didn't have like any exposure to architecture. I didn't really know what it was about. So I couldn't really say that I, I wanted to do that. Um, and then going into, um, into Yale, our program, it's like liberal arts. Um, you, you kind of, it's a little bit of a slow process. You don't really have to choose until you know, your second year. Um, so I kind of, you know, still was totally unsure. And then, you know, took, took that intro to architecture class um, and like realized, okay, this is, I really like this. This is, I think, I think this is what I want to do. And I kind of like learned more about what the major was about, um, which to be honest was definitely scary because it, it has a reputation of being um, you know, people pulling all-nighters, um, people staying in the studio all day and all night and being an athlete, like that was, uh, you know, like a decision I had to make and if, if I could make it work. Um, so, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, found out more about the program. I had to kind of 
there, I don't think there was, there's maybe one uh, other athlete in the architecture major at the time, um, like a basketball player. Um, and I think I, I reached out to him for advice and uh, he was probably a really big reason why I did do it because he was kind of like, don't worry, like, you know, we can handle it. You can make it work. Um, so I think, uh, having that kind of reassurance that someone else that was an athlete who had our schedule, um, could, could do something like that was definitely helpful. So I kind of, I kind of went with it. Yeah. What, um, I, I think the point you brought up to just in regard to, it wasn't something that athletes were doing. I'm curious, did someone was, and, and I think we all have different, probably different experiences on different teams too. Was the track and field team more diverse in their majors? And was that easier to go about a different type of major? Cause not to say baseball was a monolith, but in a lot of ways it was. And so, you know, so it was kind of difficult to think, oh, I'm going to go take these other classes and, and, and kind of branch out from my teammates because that's scary as a freshman or even a sophomore to take classes without folks that you don't know or, or you know and have that kind of support system in place so I'm curious was it yourself that kind of took that upon yourself and if it was yourself what advice would you give to a freshman or sophomore to take that leap or was there a specific piece of advice that really helped you take that you know kind of different path um, that other athletes don't take yeah I think um I think the track team, uh, it was pretty diverse. Like I wouldn't say, um, yeah, we were pretty much all over the place. There was, you know, um, art majors, poli sci, uh, kind of um, like environmental studies. Like it was, it was kind of very, um, it was varied because uh, people, people came in with like all different interests, I think. Um, so I think it wasn't necessarily, um, there wasn't like, I didn't feel pressure from my, my team necessarily of like going a certain route. Um, I think for me, um, I think, I think uh, partly it was kind of how I grew up. I think of, of not being afraid to kind of like follow your instincts and your gut. Um, and I think um, I also, I kind of, I grew up uh, I spent like all of my childhood doing gymnastics. I was like always on a different like path than I think other people like generally were. So I think like personally, it w I was okay with like kind of doing something that other people uh, was a path that maybe other people were not doing. Um, so I think that was like part of it. But um, I mean, it's, it's about following, I think just following your gut and following like what your interests, what, what classes like really interest you. Um, and I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely like looked at, you know, uh, the finance internships and, uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a big kind of pull at Yale, um, especially at Ivy leagues, like, uh, everyone kind of like looks at those jobs and like, it can be hard to kind of um, like, you know, stay on the path that you're on, um, especially when you when you know it's going to be a difficult one. So I think just you know staying true to yourself and staying true to like what what you enjoy doing and what like 
what your strengths are, like leaning into your strengths um, in uh, in the kind of academic route. Like if you are into art, kind of like see where that goes. Um, so kind of trusting the process, I think. How did you originally decide to take intro to architecture? Uh, and was there an actual aha moment where you go, okay, I need to keep pursuing this or is it just by the end of the semester you go wait I kind of like this yeah I mean like I said I think I had some sort of inclination that I might like it um I also kind of spent uh when was it the summer like right before um right before college I like traveled and was looking I ended up going to this like uh the World Expo um, in in China, which is basically like a, you know, a, um, there's the, the, they create a bunch of buildings that are based on like different places around the world and kind of uh, portray their culture. And so like, I just thought that was amazing. And so like going into the, I definitely wanted to like explore that route. Um, and once I took the class, um, it definitely was like a, a like, still risky like I think you know there was like drawing portions of the class which I was nervous like I wasn't that great at drawing um but at the same time I really enjoyed like learning about the history of architecture and things like that so like just I think it was kind of like the end of the semester like a little bit of a calculated decision like am I gonna be am I gonna excel in this is this like something that I um will be okay at if I'm not like the best at drawing or, or things like that. So I think it was, um, you know, I was hesitant for sure, but I think I just kept telling myself, you know, this is something I like to do. So. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's so important because it feels like sometimes we in general romanticize this aha moment like oh I walked into this class someone convinced me to take it last minute and then like boom I, I knew I wanted to do this from here on out but you know I think for a lot of students exploring should I take that class it might be hard the whole time you might actually suck at aspects of it you know you sure. I'm sure you were good at drawing especially compared to uh us, us on the call here but it's not this like overpowering uh aha moment it's like wait I can actually see myself spending more and more time with this and then you get into the can I commit to this and and keep going and and you also mentioned that there was doubts throughout too do I go to finance do I go internships on on that route too right yeah no definitely um and especially like for for architecture specifically and probably other creative fields which are all about kind of like putting in putting in hours like in the studio um that was scary because being an athlete like you don't have the same amount of time as other people do necessarily or you have restrictions like I had to leave right at three to go to practice like and then practice and then lift and then team dinner and then you're like exhausted by the night and um so like it was a little bit of uh, you know, you, you're not sure if you're going to be able to make up that time. You're, you're not sure if you're like, you, you realize everyone else is going to have more time than you. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you, you kind of make it work. I ended up, you know, I would, <laughs> my, in order to make it work, I 
would, you know, wake up at crazy hours in the morning instead and make sure I get sleep, you know, cause like you need to balance those things. So, um, if, but if it's something that you want to do, you know, you figure out a way to make it work. Hi. So, so, oh, we're going, go ahead, Dave. No, no. I was just going to say flash forward, uh, a few years, you stuck with it. I'd be curious to hear a little bit, you know, you graduate, what comes next in this line, right? Like how, how did you approach that? Uh, how'd you think about that? And, and maybe just talk a little bit about the path after graduation. Yeah. Um, so I, after doing the major, um, you know, I, I learned that it was something I liked. Um, I wasn't like, the the best in my class at it, but I enjoyed it. And so I kind of wanted to explore jobs in an architecture firm to um, see if it was like really something that I wanted to do. Cause honestly, like I still wasn't totally sure uh, like what, what working in a firm would be like. Um, so uh, I ended up, you know, applying to a bunch of different, a bunch of different firms. Um, I ended up, uh, finding myself at a, a smaller architecture firm, uh, which was only like eight people, um, which in the end I think was super helpful because I, you know, you got to see all aspects of, of uh, the design process, all how a firm is run. So like, um, it was a really good experience for two years um, in New York City. Um, and, you know, at that point, it was kind of a decision. Like uh, the the Yale program is a four year architecture program. Um, a lot of people go to grad school um, if they want to get licensed in architecture. So it's kind of like another step if I want to keep continuing down this path. Um, so uh, you know, kind of decided like that was that was the next step. Um, I liked what I was doing. Um, so. Uh, yeah, decided to go to grad school from there. So did do you do any internships for architecture through in undergrad? Are there things that a, a student can do during the summers? Yeah, no, there definitely are. Um, I I did not do one. It's it it um I'm trying to remember. I had more of like an, an informal um informal kind of job over the summer where I, I fall I was in architecture I followed like kind of someone that was in the field like working on a, a project but it wasn't like a kind of traditional like in an architecture firm job um and partly it was because like you know I was hesitant the whole time because I was kind of training in the summer and um that was I, I I was injured and I wanted to kind of like you know make sure like training was kind of like the first thing on my priority um in my priorities that this what was it like the junior summer so um and other summers really that's like kind of how I spent my summer so um yeah it was a little bit more informal um than maybe some other fields do you think having more of an informal internship uh, I guess we'll say hurt you coming out of school right after graduation applying to those firms or was it more about just getting that visibility 
starting to understand it a bit more, less about the actual title. Yeah, no, I think um, I I think I was was happy that I like had just at least some experience in the field because I think that de that definitely did help. Um, so just the fact that like I was like shadowing someone um, that they saw that as like you know it, you're interested in this um, more than just like your major. So I think that was helpful. Um, it's not as much as of like a rigorous maybe process of like oh you interned here and then okay now you're going to get a job here um after you know once you go through school um which was also a little scary because I remember like you know in finance um people would have internships and then they'd have jobs already like like before their senior senior year or fourth year um so that was like kind of crazy because like um, architecture, on the other hand, it's a very quick, like quick hiring process. They only hire, like, or they only interview and hire maybe a few months before they're there. They actually need someone. So just, just that difference and like kind of everyone having a job, like, and meanwhile, it's like the summer, like after graduation, still have no idea like where I'm going to land. You know, there, there's definitely some like fear. Um, in that, uh, and just being on a different, different path. Um, so, oh, good, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, yeah, I, I was just going to switch gears slightly away from a little bit more of like the logistical aspect, but, and kind of curious again, focusing back on being the athlete piece. And I think in what makes your case or your story so interesting and why we were reaching out to you is because I, at least in, and again, this is all um, conjecture and I could be totally uh, off base, but how was it transitioning from the athletic world to this very creative sphere? Was it a very strong like split from your athletic identity to this now you're a creative person and especially because in you know in finance it's there's a lot of athletes um people they look for athletes like that competitive that drive and I think clearly athletics must have helped you with those you know that late night that drive to get up early and to do things to make sure that you were successful in your architecture career but Again, more just curious, was it tough uh, uh, because athletics were such a strong part of your life to and a lot to give that up? But again, I, I, I'm not sure how that works in your world. I'm, and I'm curious to hear, um, you know, how that how that you know all transpired after school. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was um, was like, you know, when you're in school and you're you're part of a team, there's, there's, you, you kind of have the structure for you, you have, um, you know, these, these boundaries, like kind of set for you. Um, and I think like, the biggest thing for me was, was, was the sport was more, it was more than just like track and field or pole vaulting. It was, it was like, your friends, it was a sense of community, it was like, taking care of your health, uh, finding something you're you're passionate about and you're successful at like it was kind of all of those things and so like 
graduating and not like not having that and having something to bring all those pieces together um was definitely a shock like it's you you, you kind of like have to find all those different pieces like in your in this new life and um it's it's not like all there together for you so like you know finding a way to um like like stay healthy stay on um like continue to work out continue to find like that sense of community continue to um you know fulfill like even your competitive competitiveness um I think uh I mean it's still it's like still a struggle it's like a continual like <laughs> you know like um it, it's you, you're still like trying to find all those pieces so I think um it's it, it, it continues um but as, as far as like the creative aspect I think um I mean yeah I mean I there I, I guess the identity part like I think there are like creative people who um are also like you know maybe didn't do like sports in college but are still like athletic and have other you know have other interests so I think it wasn't so much I didn't feel like so much out of place in that sense but I think it's just um you know, like I said, finding, uh, finding all of those pieces that like athletics and sport gives you and like translating that into your, your new life after college. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that's so important, the community. And I've just been listening to uh, some podcasts I've been listening to and they just bring up good points. Um, this is actually funny. It was, uh, it was Chris Rock on a podcast and he was just talking about how in, we were so like for a long time it was like church and like religion is what like gave everybody a sense of community but that's not necessarily around anymore so it's trying to find that sense of community now in different in you know different uh, spheres of life is just yeah i find it really fascinating and it is it's tough i mean i know david and i if we didn't have each other in new york those first couple of years um it would have been it would have been tough <laughs> i know we had well, softball we had softball in central that's park true. no yeah <laughs> well i mean yeah that's uh, who was better who had the better batting average i already know the answer yeah david come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so chris on, going on performance related again and all right I, i'm gonna shut I, up because chris has been Chris has been it's cut just, off a couple times. You need to, you need to drive stat lines all the time. That's that's what this is about. I want I want measurable metrics. Uh, I, I I have I want to get back into the community stuff, but the competitiveness thing was really really interesting to me the way way you said it. And you know you had mentioned that the major was, I, I guess you could I would kind of define it as cutthroat in ways, right? Like all nighter is a little intimidating. Um, is the profession competitive and cutthroat like have you have you found you're like this feels like uh like pole vaulting again or i i feel those competitive juices flowing does that come out a lot like how is that in the work world yeah i mean i think um i mean the profession like it kind of translates from school it definitely is it's tough um you know, I think it's known, known to be known to be uh, one of those professions where you put in like a ton of hours. Um, luckily, I find myself at a, at a firm that like values balance, which is something that like is important to me. But um, 
I think especially coming out of a, a sport that is more, um, I mean, I was part of a larger team, but so much of it was kind of um, an individual like drive um, and kind of, uh, um, you know, like pushing yourself constantly to get better. Like, I think that's something that really like um, pushes me forward. So I think in architecture, like um, constantly like being able to get better at the design, the design process, like the tools that we use to design. Um, I think even just like, you know, understanding like all the aspects of how a building gets built, like there's always so much to learn. And I think like, um, I definitely have a drive to like always like learn more, like make sure I'm, um, you know, like putting in my best effort and kind of like setting my own goals for myself in the profession too. So I think, um, yeah, no, I think the, even though it is a creative process, I think it's still, um, you know, can be very competitive, like with, with yourself to kind of be a better designer, but also, um, I don't know, in, in general, like the, the, the field is, um, you know, you're like competing to get projects even like, are you like, you're competing to like, uh, put the best design like out there. So it, it, there is an aspect, like a competitive aspect, I would say to it. So I think like, I enjoy, I enjoy that part of it. On, on the topic of just competitiveness, hard work, and, and some of these translatable traits from athletics, uh, have a question what is the most number of or like the highest number of drafts that y'all have done oh on a single gosh. project right because like, right you pull some of those uh some of those threads right it's like consistently trying to improve and i got to imagine architecture you're, you're breaking triple digits on a regular it, basis. david's dad's an architect by the way so he, he oh, yeah, yeah <laughs> so he's he's you testing here Catherine. he's like he, yeah <laughs> He's calling his, his dad's on speakerphone right now. Just to, just to No, yeah. Oh my God. I can't. I mean, if I like pull up some files of just like the amount of you just copy and paste like iterations of like a model you're working on, like it's endless. And like, that's part of why it's a little bit like cutthroat because, you know, you could keep studying something over and over and over again. Like, and sometimes your employer will ask you to do that. And then, then the hours continue, but it's, um, they're part, like, I think the industry is also slowly learning. Like you need to set, set boundaries too. You can't just work all night or you're, you'll, you'll burn out. So I think, um, yeah, it's a, it's a, like a learning process, I guess, but we, there's plenty, plenty of iterations that you don't, I can't even tell you. <laughs> I'm going to ask a dumb question or just maybe even maybe it's just a dumb comment, but like, were you just like amazed at like what architecture is like, I'm just like <laughs> listening to you. You're like, yeah, designing this building. Like, like I remember when we took that class. I was like, Holy, like the things that like, I didn't think were thought of when like going into a building. Like, I think it's like some of the craziest stuff that like nobody like gives good, like credence to like, I, I just again I don't know like I was your mind just like blown just like when you like first like dove into this world of like 
what my mind my mind is still blown like every day <laughs> like it's it's uh it takes you could you could be learning like your entire profession like at, it's it gets very technical so i think like yeah the amount of like technical knowledge and the amount of people involved in the process like all the different consultants and engineers and, and things like that it's it's crazy so it's it's maybe that's part of why i was drawn to it it's because um there's so many aspects that go into designing a building and it's like you there's always more to learn so i think it's yeah. a challenge which is also like i think i gravitate towards that with, with where you're currently at would you consider yourself more of like a generalist or a specialist and i you know i don't i don't know what what your day-to-day -day looks like but um you know how to, what does yeah. that look like yeah i think um I think at this point in my career, I'm, it's it, like kind of like a general, like I think um, as you get older, you kind of, um, you can take like a more of a specific path. Like right now, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm designing cultural buildings, but there's not really like a, there's not really a specific um, I could be working on the interiors. I could be working on the exterior of the building, um, which I, I think in general architecture, um, that's kind of the beauty about it. Like you can kind of learn about a bunch of different aspects of things. Um, so I think architects in general are, are very much generalists, but you, as, as you learn and grow, you can kind of, um, pick a specific, more specific path. What's what's the most rewarding aspect of the job? Because I, I feel like it, it actually relates a lot to athletics where it's like process pro iterations that are like we all would cross paths in the gym and everyone is sweating and nearly puking or whatever and, and practice and practice and practice. And then you get this like one moment in an event and it feels like this is like iterations, iterations. And then you have this this moment. Like what is that rewarding moment yeah. that you live for? Yeah, I never thought about it that way, but that's kind of true. Um... I mean, you work so hard to kind of create this design that you're happy with that takes all these aspects into consideration. And then like when you finally like meet the deadline or you submit the, you know, final design that goes um, to, to a, a client for a competition or like you make a presentation to show the client like what you you kind of came up with um I mean it's rewarding just to see um to see all the pieces come together like to see um all the feedback you've heard from from a client and to see it like to see their reaction to see like um how what they think of the design and and how well like you took all of their feedback and 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 uh you know, we're able to create something out of that. So I think it's super like rewarding in, in that sense. I think my, like the, fa my favorite part is kind of interacting with clients and seeing like how, um, how like their, their reactions, um, cause in the end, they're going to be the ones inhabiting the space and they're going to be the ones using it. So I think, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's definitely rewarding.
what what's the uh what's the balance like between uh getting over the goal line with the clients and also not butting heads completely with the engineers or, or are you balancing both the uh, the architectural aspects with the engineering pieces i'm sure i'm sure there's always some friction there yeah <laughs> yeah i mean um i mean the engineers definitely help us you know like with with the the everything that needs to be a part of the building and i think like i'm i'm at a firm right now that's very innovative and and forward thinking so i think and it's known for that so like the design aspect is uh kind of leads the charge um so we we take into consideration all the all the things that engineers say um and and in the end um you know they they rely on us to have the final final word and final say so i think um I mean, the relationship is, you know, we don't hate each other. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, before I ask my next question, all transparency, I would have said the firm that you work at, but it had one of those funky O's in it and I wasn't even <laughs> going to try and pronounce it. So what is the name of the firm that you work for? It is called Snowheda. Snowheda, Okay. I could have gotten that, I think. It's a, it's Norwegian. All right. That's why it's a, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I guess like this is, I don't know, a fun question, but do you have like a project in mind? I mean, I, I'd imagine like Cam, like our friend in Hollywood, like he's written scripts, like these are his dream projects, like his, you know, quote unquote, like babies. Like, do you have like a project in mind, whether it's like personal or, or, or for a potential client at some point? that you really are excited about and that you hope to, to build someday? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I ask myself that every day yeah. <laughs> to try to figure out <laughs> what, where, what exactly I want to build. But I think um, some of the projects I've worked on in the, in the past, um, which are more like uh, museums of cultural heritage, um, like, like that I really enjoy doing that because I think it like means so much to the people using using the space yeah. at the same time um I would love one day to um you know be able to design my own things and have you know a, a, a firm of my own where I can kind of set the vision myself so I think like uh starting out you know that's typically a lot of people will work on smaller scale like things for residential clients, which also would be really fun to work, um, you know, one-on-one -on -one with someone. So I think, um, you know, I'm still, still figuring out exactly what the path is. Was your experience, I saw, I guess, was it, would you, were you in India that summer for your, like, um, so was yeah. that, I guess, I mean, uh, did that help you with like, understanding or bridging cultural gaps i mean i know that's such a and that's so important crucial even in finance understanding where your clients from and their background and, and making that connection was that helpful in that and where you are now yeah i mean i i spent um i spent a summer in india um studying buddhist art and architecture which was really amazing just to see completely like 
different culture. It was also like, um, you know, a tiny program, like way different from like, you know, they uh, studying abroad in like a place like Europe or something. But um, it it was, um, I mean, I think it's it definitely was unique in seeing um, designs for a completely different culture that I was like not necessarily familiar with and I think like architecture is all about like empathy and understanding like the the like the other people or who you're designing for so I think just like being like having a little bit of like culture shock and like understanding like okay like where what is the history behind some of these things I think was uh was definitely yeah useful and I think I carry that that forward for sure. Uh, one thing that I, I was curious about, so, you know, maybe someone listening through this and has like struck, struck a chord, right? Someone's like, oh my, my gosh, yes, there's this path open to me. Maybe flipping, flipping the script a little bit. Is there something that you would ask to someone listening to this, maybe to like internalize or think through maybe as they're going through this process, like a single question that they can kind of anchor to for some of that guidance? Yeah, I think single question, that's tough. <laughs> but it could, it could be multiple. <laughs> um, I mean, I think like, I think when you're in college, like it can be, it can be hard to figure out and just like reflect on what what really brings you joy or what interests you so i think like in trying not to trying to like cancel out the noise of like what other people are doing and just have some time to reflect about you know maybe what when you were growing up like what really like inspired you or what did you enjoy doing in your free time um, away from athletics um, and kind of follow that like instinct I guess like what what was it for you that um, may like just have a even the like slightest bit of interest in um, which I know I don't know that's general <laughs> it's tough yeah no it's good and I think we can all relate to that right taking the first step is probably the hardest thing knowing just as we talked about tonight, there's going to be hundreds, if not thousands of iterations on top of that, right? Yeah. None of us are always where we want to be. So, um, you know, consistently improving, but looking for that spark of joy, I think is pretty important. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, I, I, if anything, I got out of talking tonight with, with you, Catherine, I think, yeah, I mean, that's so important. Um, for young kids, you know, you're 18, 19, and you're making these huge life altering decisions that you don't even recognize are life altering decisions. And you're not thinking about what brings me joy. In all honesty, I mean, you're thinking more like what brings me security and comfort, like, and I think that's a really important message for for young folks to hear, because it's, you know, it, at the end of the day, it's, what 70% of our lives is going to be revolved around our jobs in some aspect. And that's, yeah, I think that's so crucial. So I appreciate you bringing that message out to uh, whoever's listening to the podcast this uh, tonight. So um, I don't know, uh, 
Catherine, thanks so much. Um, really, really happy you came on and we really, really appreciate it. Um, hopefully we can have you back on uh, at another time and hopefully you're, uh, you can show us some designs that we can post up on uh, Instagram through Chris, who's our amazing social <laughs> media connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you so much, guys. I hopefully, hopefully uh, this is helpful for whoever's listening. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Catherine. Thanks, guys.